What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 368th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. With me is Wheel. I have an update for everyone. Um, I have switched to an eight-day rotation in my exercise schedule. No longer a seven-day rotation. So this Sunday is leg day with an emphasis on the glutes. There are only seven days in the week. How are you rotating? It's an eight-day rotation. We ignore the calendar week. It makes all the sense in the world. Leave the seven-day calendar behind, Greg. Free yourself. When's your rest day, then? I do a push day, a pull day, a leg day, a rest day, a push day, a pull day, a leg day, a rest day. Eight. That's six. It rotates. Let's just celebrate that Gen 8 is coming out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Celebrate. Gen 8. Gen 8 leg day. I don't leg understand the word celebrate. Well, so we'll I, celebrate not... because Aerodactyl has the move celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not giving up on the gym altogether on Sundays like certain other people that I know. Look, Sundays are rest days. Greg is here. Hello. I was not at the gym today. Uh, well, we have a show for you guys today. No dramatically breaking news this past week, we do have uh, a lot of news, and I have some leftover articles that we did not talk about last week, so it should be a very light episode this week compared to the last couple weeks. Some of you guys are probably like, whew, whew. Oh, before we jump into things, uh, I am actually doing a giveaway right now uh, that you can that will be in the show notes in your podcast app. You click the little probably like more info button. It shows you all those timestamps and everything of what we talk about. But below that, there's links. Uh, there'll be a link to the giveaway. I'm giving away a $100 eShop gift card. So I'm pretty sure everyone who listens to the show either owns a 3DS or a Nintendo Switch. So that eShop gift card will be on either of those. It ends on July 31st. So you have a, about a little over a week to enter. Um, so yeah, that's that's the plan. And uh, the ninth year of the podcast will be sometime next week, probably near the end of the week. There will be some shirts that go up, so keep your eye on Twitter for that. And I'm sure by the time this podcast goes up next or next week's podcast goes up, there will be a link for shirts there if you want a shirt. Okay. Now with all oh, wait, of- the the official anniversary date for this particular program is July 29th, correct? No, that's my birthday. Oh, then it's July 30th. Yeah. Y- yes. Okay. I think so. What Look, do you mean you think I so? You've been doing this for almost years 9 years. <laughs> Too long. Isn't it, isn't it a part of the wiki? Yeah, there's a wiki somewhere. I can't remember. I think I submitted, so I think I submitted the podcast like July 20th or something like that, but back in the day, iTunes would take like two weeks to approve a new feed. I can't remember exactly when I submitted it. It just happened to show up in iTunes on like the day after my birthday. It wasn't like planned that way. Mm-hmm. Um, we know your uncle works at Apple. Yeah, my uncle works at Apple and my cousin works at Nintendo. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, this is actually our first bit of news. Boop, 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 boop. Southwest Airlines gave away free Nintendo Switches to passengers. 
What? You guys hear about oh, this? Oh, don't no, get me what? started. I heard about this, and boy, do I have some things to say. Uh, this is on CNET. This was just a couple of days ago, July 18th. Uh, lucky passengers on one Southwest Airline flight didn't just get a free drink and snacks. Oh, I bet the author was dying to write that sentence. <laughs> they all received a free Nintendo Switch and a copy of Mario Maker 2 as part of a new partnership between the airline and the Japanese company. Southwest began a Let's Play Getaway sweepstakes on July 15th, according to a press release. The company will give away a Nintendo Switch and digital copy of Mario Maker 2 every day until August 13th. Passengers on the flight 2246 from Dallas to San Diego on Wednesday were the lucky one receiving the consoles and the games. And so, yeah, one, one, one plane a day for the next, like, month, month will, uh, Getting switches in uh, Mario Maker 2. I fly Southwest to Will soon, so maybe that'll be my plane. Probably not, but... Probably not. Oh, I will be so mad if it is. How many Southwest <laughs> flights? How many, how many Southwest flights are there a day? Probably over 100, right? There's lots, but the thing is, do you... I fly... They get so much of my money. I fly south, like, every time I go to Minneapolis, or Minneapolis, that was once, every time, I didn't take southwest. Every time, on the one time, and I, you didn't. Every time I go to Milwaukee, I fly southwest. And I, direct. I, and you know what? I tell them, you know what? I don't want the pretzels because I'm not eating wheat. I don't want the drinks because I don't accept open drinks from anyone. <laughs> I sit there, I starve, and I go thirsty on their flights, the least they could do is hand me a free Nintendo Switch. The least. Uh, why, are you, why are you thirsty? What? I don't, accept, to... I don't accept open drinks from anyone, ever. No. What? They open it in front of you and pour it. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, it, absolute rules are absolute rules. I do not accept <laughs> open drinks from anyone, ever. Because then they're going to be like, that's $10. Thanks. Can I have your credit card? Why I'm don't you just say, can I have a closed can? Uh, no. I just, I just, I would, I'd rather go without and not have to deal with the difficulty. Let me do my knitting and leave me in peace. My mouth gets so dry in the sky. Well. <laughs> that's that sky dry mouth problem that you hear about. Plague <laughs> in the world. It's all that canned air. It's bad for your mouth. I've never had a dry mouth problem on an airplane. No, I've been fine. I just accept no handouts from the steward staff. But boy, I'd accept a, a Nintendo Switch. I, I <sighs> What if the Nintendo Switch box was open? I What? Why mm -hmm. would they do that? <laughs> because they put the Mario 2 Maker in well, there. And I'd, I'd do what I learned in Minneapolis. I'd take it to Target and say, I want to exchange this. <laughs> Because I heard Target will take anything back. They used to. They don't anymore. Back in the Halcyon days of you could return anything to Target, now they're all mad about it. I should tell that story about Steve. Get him in trouble. Which one? The coffee maker. Coffee? I returned a coffee maker? No. But I had somebody coming to visit me and they didn't have a coffee maker. And you're like, oh, just get one at Target and then return it after they leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. What? No, you can no, okay, hold no. on. You can return something if it doesn't fit your needs. Clearly, after they left, the coffee maker no longer fits your needs. After, after I've used you it for three days. Look. Like, yeah, like, well, okay, I, I bought this outfit for this one party, and now the party's done. It no longer fits my needs. 
return it. Um, wasn't that the premise of several sitcoms in the it 80s is. and 90s? I mean, this is what the 80s was based on. Hey, stick it to the man. <laughs> Look, I'm By trying to get a job with the man. you clearly used. If, if Mr. Target is listening, I will be in Minneapolis soon, and please give me a job that pays a lot, a lot of money. Thank you. I mean, he is listening. Speaking of the man, Nintendo has released a new Switch. I don't know. This is a Pokemon podcast, by the way. We're starting off yeah. with uh, a lot of just what is going Nintendo on? What is the Switch focus news here. Nintendo Switch Lite, the PSP, is a smaller, cheaper Switch built exclusively for handheld play. This is off the Verge. I'm sure most of you guys have heard about this. If you haven't heard about it, I will run down some details. Uh, Nintendo has revealed the Switch Lite is a less alter- less expensive alternative to the original ta- tablet console hybrid. Comes in at $199, $100 less than the original Switch. The Joy-Con controllers are built right in. And according to Mr. Doug Bowser, the two systems will complement each other and coexist in the same marketplace. Uh, there are some improvements with the Switch Lite over the original. It is lighter. It is the more Joy-Cons st- don't slide off because <laughs> they don't <laughs> more get sturdy. broken when you drop it. They get rid of all the interesting things about the Switch to make it cheaper. Uh, the Switch Lite also has a proper D-pad. They got rid of the four buttons over there. Uh, Nintendo does state that the Lite will have slightly improved battery life. Uh, I think some people were clocking in as an extra hour compared to the original Switch, but I guess it is dependent on games. The new device has a 5.5-inch touchscreen compared to the 6.2-inch on the original uh, Switch. You can hook up your Pro Controllers to it. You can hook up extra Joy-Cons to it if you wanted for whatever reason to play 1-2 Switch, because you need the Joy-Cons to separate for that. Uh, There is no HD rumble, uh, and there are no IR sensors, uh, but I believe there is still NFC, so you'll be able to put your Amiibos on it. Comes in three colors, and I think all three colors are good, personally. Turquoise. Yeah, they're good colors. Gray and yellow, and there will be a Zamamenta and a Zashian uh, sword and shield switch, which is kind of like a, not a full white. It's like a dirty white. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's a very, very light gray. I mean, it's not white anymore. It's very gray, but a light gray. Yeah, because those kids are going to put their dirty hands all over it, and it's going to yep. turn gray anyways. And uh, I guess since March of 2017, when the Switch came out, geez, it's two years old, uh, they have sold 35 million Switches around the world. Oh, the Nintendo Switch will launch on September 20th, which is the same day as Link's Awakening, and the Pokemon version will be out November 8th, so about seven days before Sword and Shield. They've done that before, where they release the Pokemon edition. Like I remember, because I bought the the red and black uh, Eveltal Switch, uh, Switch 3DS. Yep. And that that came out like almost I think a month before X yeah, and it came Y. Yeah, a chunk of time before. But we we never got the golden 3DS, which still aggravates me beyond belief. Heartbreaking. I think the Switch Lite is really cool. Uh, I just, I'm not in the market for another Switch. Well, but okay, so this also, I, I guess this is my week to be extra angsty because I'm just like, my, my regular angst level cranked up to 10. I recently gave a friend of mine some like Amazon gift card money so that they could buy a Switch as a birthday present. And then it's like a week later, 
the switch light comes out and i think the switch light would have been fine for their needs and it's like hmm great could have saved some money on that birthday present there (laughs) (laughs) well the switch light is definitely a more niche product but i i think it's a product that should still exist uh one is because a hundred dollars is a huge chunk of change I feel like 190 I'm not a parent, but I have purchased gifts for my parents and <laughs> uh, my significant others in my life, and I feel like $200 is a really good range for gifts, uh, especially if it's like a bigger um, holiday or maybe you got a bonus. 300 I feel like, is pushing it, and if you're, yeah. if you're a parent going into the holiday... And you're thinking like, okay, kid wants a video, kid wants Sword and Shield, or kid wants Link Awakening, Awakening or Mario Odyssey. So first, it's like three hundred bucks plus sixty plus probably twenty, so plus tax. You're close to you're you're at that four hundred dollar mark. Whereas this is a hundred dollars less because everything a, else is the same price. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is a hundred dollars less. Like the three DS XL and the new three DS. I think they those both came in like the full sized ones came in at two hundred, so that they've obviously identified as like that is the right uh, price point, uh, especially for a handheld, which this clearly is because let's make it very clear to people: this Switch Lite does not play through your television. You have nope. zero option to play this through your television. Don't go yep. to the store, buy one, and throw it at your television because it's not going to morph in there. Zero percent. It's handheld only. It's I don't know, which I think is it's, fine because there are plenty fine. of people like, who have v have never hooked their switch up to their TV. It still seems big for a handheld to me. Like I was already struggling with a 3ds lugging that thing around, and like this seems to just still have the same well, problem. Wait, Greg, how many Junko? Jeans? Do you own Jinko? <laughs> That's the problem. I that is the problem. No Get some Junkos, and you no. can throw a switch right in the back pocket. No problem. I, Full I, size. No one. No. <laughs> I don't. I don't buy name brand jeans anymore because. What, what about? I'm sure what about there some are Junkos out there. What about some cargo uh, pants? They got pockets on the sides. They got yeah, okay. Cargo pants do have pockets on. Still too big for those pockets on cargo pants. Some of them zip off, so you can turn the pants into shorts. Wait, yeah, I, I've put my 3ds and, in my cargo pants quite frequently. I, I I think you're 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 trying to slim fit a little too much. Get some nice roomy cargo shorts, and you'll be able to throw your 3ds, your Switch Lite, whatever you want in there. I am not visiting Straight Town. To buy big cargo pants. I'm sure they have cargo shorts at Target. They don't. Well, another reason. Oh, wait, no, sorry, Mr. Target. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> You're trying to get a job there. Watch your mouth, buddy. <laughs> I, like, I look at it, the Switch Lite is not for me. Like, it takes away everything that I think sells the Switch to make it just a, it's just a handheld which is an interesting. It's great. I mean, I will say this. They are great at marketing, putting out products that they had the switch out before so that you got used to what the switch is. And then, oh, it's just a, it's a lesser version. And people are fine with it. Like if the switch light came out first, people have been like, nope, it's just a PSP. Like there's nothing interesting about this 
Switch game, except that it's Nintendo branded. Yeah. So, like, there is nothing, it doesn't do any of the things that make the Switch unique. It doesn't. It doesn't have the detachable Joy-Cons, it doesn't go to the TV, it doesn't do the conversion. You're paying for games that were built for the conversion and have that $60 price for the conversion. So you're still paying the price for them to develop that without getting the benefit from it. So I look at it and I think it's a great entry thing. It's great for parents buying it for kids. It's not for me because it doesn't do the things that I actually think the Switch does well. Um, and it's not, it's not a unique entry. I mean, it is clearly a second entry level for parents to buy a handheld so that their TV doesn't get taken over by their kids. Like, it's aimed at a very different market, and it's fine. But, like, when I look at it and I first saw it, I was like, oh, there's nothing interesting no, about this. I, I would say so if it, I was in a different financial situation, I, I really loved my PS Vita, and I, I think it kind of falls into that same category just because of, like, the number of titles and the ability to download, you know, things onto it that, that yeah, if I was in a different financial situation, I would opt for the Switch Lite over the full Switch. Just to be able to access those titles and everything, you know, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, you can play it on the Switch Lite, so that would be my call. I would but, be interested in a Switch Lite if Nintendo had good good cloud slash multiple account yeah. solution, which they can't do anything online, right? Well, they can do a few That's things a online, but not statement. a lot. I, I'll tell you, I would buy a Switch Lite if it had uh, Street Pass. And regular Switch, it was, they were like, <laughs> it does almost everything that the regular Switch does, but this one has Street Pass. I'd be like, yeah. let me, I am first in line. I, I need puzzles. I need little mini games where I collect people. I got nah. to like the million Street Pass people. <laughs> wow. You, I mean, I got a ton when I was used to take Gen Con, then I'm realizing that I'm lugging this thing around for Street Passes. Then I get cargo angry. shorts. Then I get angry yeah. that I have to clear through. I get the Jinkos. <laughs> I am not wearing. Ugly cargo shorts. Greg. Just judge, to carry a 3DS. I will carry my nutsack man purse over buying a pair of cargo shorts, l- which listen, I do do. Listen, judge none, choose one. Jinko <laughs> jeans. They're not cargos. No. no. Well, didn't on this exact show we covered, there was like a poll or something that was put out that like 40% of people only play in handheld mode ever and then 40% of people only play TV mode and then like 20% of people do both like it was is it, that a thing was, is that I mean, an official it's, poll it's possible it sounds like something we talk about it was a very like staggering poll at the time i, I can't like, remember was this maybe, put out by nintendo uh you know maybe i i could have made it all up you made it all up uh, but- you're just making things I'm just making it all up to push a narrative. No, I have no narrative. I mean, if you want to buy a Switch Lite, cool. If you don't want to buy a Switch Lite, cool. Uh, I think the, the the Pokemon Switch looks really great. According to Ars Technica, okay, 30% of early Switch owners primarily use their systems undocked. Is that it? Less than 20% of owners had a similar primary bias towards docked mode. It's not 40-40 split. I mean, it's 20% handheld mode. I mean, that's still a big market, That's right? still one like, out of five people never planning right. on hooking it up to their TV. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that there's definitely not a market for this. There is absolutely a market for the Switch Lite. I'm just... It's not the product for me, and I think it 
all the things that made the Switch unique in the gaming market, it doesn't do. And I still think they're, you're paying premium price for games because they still have to develop games for both views, and you don't get one of those views. Which su- which stinks. Like, there's not going to be, uh, I only have a Switch Lite, I want to pay $30 less for this title. It's $60 because they had to develop it for both, for the upscaling, whatever that goes into it, and you're going to pay that price without having access to that mode. And that sort of just sticks with me weird. Yeah, like, but we've learned recently that game development is really easy, and they just use oh, copy yeah, paste. Forget, forget. Just copy paste. I'm out. I forgot about. I for, I forget it. My life. Control C. <laughs> control V. It saves. It's all now. It's all game I development. Know. Just Control Hop C. And control Howard, V. The same character rubbing their arms up and down. I'm in it. I where. Thank you for the shipment of G Fuel Kool Aid. I'll drink it heartily. <laughs> <laughs> control C, Control V. Control C, Control V. I'm also again. Uh, well, I'm also in the like department of I have two switches. I have a launch switch. I mean, I have two switches too. And I have a uh, the the the, the Pikachu EV switch. And I don't want to buy another. Yeah. I would like to buy the Switch because I ideally would like a s- portable Switch, like a more portable Switch that just is cute and easier to throw in the bag. And then I can leave my Pikachu Switch at the dock in my office. Uh, but the Wall Street Journal, the ones that reported on the Switch Lite for quite a while, they also reported on a more powerful Switch coming out, um, which... We later learned that they were that Nintendo was focused on a smaller version of the Switch, which here it is, first, and a power more powerful one in the future, like a PS4 Pro, for example. But what's the, what? What would be the point of that? The same as the Nintendo 3DS and the new Nintendo 3DS, because that has a better processor in it. And yeah, okay. But there were some titles that would only play on the new Nintendo 3DS. Is that the way we're going again? Uh, I hope there not. were some two titles, I think. You're right. There you go. <laughs> Personally, I think that's weird that Nintendo allowed that two specific titles to play on a new Nintendo yeah, that, 3DS I mean, because Sony and Microsoft was like, if you make a title, they have to play on everything. I can't even Which remember. Which is what... weird for Sony. Sony has a long history of being like, nope. Upgrade. Welcome to Betamax. Um, I I am I am completely non-rational in this conversation because I literally <laughs> have a PS4 Pro for one game. What game? I mean, I would like a more powerful Switch. I would definitely like a more powerful Switch that processes things better and feels faster and does something else. I don't even know what I want. Although I, like, as somebody who owns a PS4 Pro, I did not think it was worth the upgrade. Not that I bought it. Somebody capture that. He said, I don't even know what I want. I want to hear that on repeat for the rest. That's my ringtone. That's my my text message. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I can so, I can give you an example of a game I play a lot that has frame rate issues, which is Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, specifically in Viridian Forest. So if you're telling me a more powerful Switch is going to fix that specific issue, not that I really find, like, not that that makes the game unplayable or, or makes it less fun, but, like, that is where I can, I can visually see the performance gets gets made up. Here's here's my recommendation. Let's get a more powerful switch with a better graphics card that also allows for Bitcoin mining. Okay. Because right. that's what they do with the graphics oh, cards, yeah. right? The yes. NVIDIA thingies? Yeah. There you go. 
that it's it's the it's the game console that pays you back. I will say this is probably the first Pokemon special console that I'm not buying, which is weird There's for me. There's a lot of 3DSs, I, and I have almost all of them. Wait, you have the Pokemon Switch? Yeah, I bought the Pikachu and Eevee one. Yeah. Oh, and you gave your husband your old used yep, one. I did. That is the truly the greatest benefit of marriage. It is. Take my junk so I can get new also, junk. Also, we yeah. can also we can often share clothing. So if, there's if, like a win-win there. If there are any single dudes out there who just want the relationship of take my old junk so I can buy new junk, please send send me your emails, phone numbers. <laughs> At Wash in the Sink on Twitter. There you go. Eligible for <laughs> junk Eligible donation. For junk for junk. It's a new service we're offering. Will get sends you his junk. Uh, no backsies. Exactly. Uh-huh. No trade backs. <laughs> what I was gonna say is I I got a PS4 Pro from uh, Irene's works holiday event. And what I didn't think. That going and that was even before they were married. Uh, I didn't think that like it was like like if I would have paid how much is a PS4 Pro three fifty four hundred. I don't think Pretty if pricey. I would have paid that, I would have felt like I got my money's worth because like it doesn't speed up the slow thing about the PS4, which is the the UI, <laughs> like the user interface to like launch games or to like switch to Hulu or like that is still awfully slow. Um, oh, I agree 100%. I mean, it I don't does. I have a new PlayStation anything, so I got out of that game. It does smooth out Monster Hunter World. Like, the frame rate is significantly better in that game, but that game was not unplayable on a PS4. Well, it also puts the little HDR up on my TV screen whenever I launch Monster Hunter World, so I can feel special. Speaking of HDR, this movie didn't have HDR, but Pokemon Ranger at the Temple of the Sea. <laughs> Is now on Pokemon TV. Best Pokemon movie of them all. You think? Well, because Pokemon Ranger is the best Pokemon game of them all. Mm. So the movie based on it obviously is the best movie. I think Rangers really really, uh, got carried away with the uh, almost two hours long (laughs) timetable there. What are you complaining about? You mean the length of the movie? Yeah, it's like two hours. It's like the longest Pokemon movie ever. Dang, they gave me too much entertainment. Boy, I, God, I gotta put some of this back. It's, it's more than I can handle. Please, you please take back at least fifteen minutes of your entertainment. Please. I only have so much attention span. It caps out at max one hour and forty five minutes. Well, Max is in the movie, yes. I knew. I knew it. I knew can that I, was gonna happen. Can I get Pokemon Channel on my Roku? Can I get it up on I there? I think so. I think oh, so, I need yeah. to do that. Yeah, I need to do that. I mean, I have it on my Apple TV, and I never opened it, so I'm terrible. There's too much TV to watch right now. It is on Roku. 4.2 yeah, out of 5 stars. Okay, I'm going to add that to my Roku so I can watch the greatest Pokemon movie of all time, which is now on Pokemon TV. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we actually have Pokemon news. That wasn't all Pokemon news? <laughs> well, I guess that what? one was Pokemon news. The Nintendo Yay. Switch stuff, not really, but relevant probably to our audience who some may not have Switches and may be buying the Switch Lite when it comes out. I mean, I like that yellow color a lot, though. Yellow's my favorite color, so. We will be right back.
little cherubic child running up and down Gold Medal Park screaming. What did I see within with my very own eyes? A sign that said the 4th of July is on Thursday, July 4th. And we are back. Did you know that you can collect hat Pikachus in Pokemon Go? What? Is this new? Like currently this moment or theoretically as it exists in the universe? Uh, Well, when the show goes up, there'll be a new hat Pikachu. Is it a new hat Pikachu or is it one of the old hat Pikachus coming back again? Is- I need more specifics than your vague statements. Yeah. Pokemon.com says a straw hat Pikachu will arrive in Pokemon Go from July 22nd to July 29th. Hey, my birthday. I feel like I've seen a straw hat Pikachu before I with little flowers on it. If you enjoy collecting Pikachu wearing amusing hats in Pokemon Go, I'm not. That's literally the first sentence of this. <laughs> Uh, there is still one piece to the puzzle that you need. Luckily, in the latest in a grand, the grand line of beheaded Pikachu is arriving soon in the form of straw hat Pikachu. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say beheaded Pikachu? <laughs> no, I said beheaded. Beheaded. I'm sorry, my ears must be a little clogged because that sounded horrifying. <laughs> Pikachu's in time for Halloween. Pikachu's kicky straw hat is perfect for keeping the burning sun at bay during these sunny summer months. You want to coordinate your avatar's outfit with Pikachu, there will be a matching straw hat available in the style shop. You'll sure to treasure wink, this, wink. this new addition to your team so you don't miss out. Get get ready to head out. For another grand Pokemon Go adventure. Look, whoever Maybe wrote find this. find the one piece. Is that a JoJo reference? No. <laughs> Look, whoever wrote this, you can't, you can't start off your, your sentence saying there's still one. You can't start off saying if you enjoy collecting Pikachus wearing amusing hats and then end with get ready for another grand adventure. You already said in the first sentence that, hey, Joke's on you, another hat is coming. There ain't nothing grand about collecting these. But it's not even a new hat. It's the same no. old straw it hat is, we already it saw. Is, it, is, it is new. If Pikachu ate a gum gum fruit, what power would it get? Well, I know nothing about One Piece. I've heard that there's far too many episodes. And there are far too away. many episodes of One Piece. I have tried. I have tried. What? Okay. That's... The, that. Oh, if you don't get the reference, yes, this Pikachu is wearing the hat from One Piece. So, oh, so it is a different straw hat. It is a different straw it hat. It is a different straw hat. The old straw hat, this straw hat's more compact. The other straw hat is, like, a lot bigger. The real news is, why does the American Pokemon, it's not even Neantic. Like, I read right. that. I read that off Pokemon.com. Why do they continue to not tell us everything? 
What do you mean? <laughs> this is the second time they're, they're just avoiding why these events exist, both Pokemon.com yes. and Niantic. First, they're like, here's Armor Mewtwo. Hey, we're the only country in the world. No other country exists. It's not like there's a, a, a remake of the very first movie in Japan, and that's why Armored Mewtwo exists. There's a, there, One Piece is, is, is celebrating their 20th. Finally coming to an end? <laughs> their 20th no. anniversary. Is it 20th? I think it's their 20th anniversary. Is it? It sounds like it. And they want to raise money for the uh, earthquake that happened, so we're going to put Luffy. Luffy? I think it's Luffy. Or Luffy. 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 It's not... It's not Luffy? Yeah. Luffy. Luffy. Uh, we're going to put Luffy's hat on Pikachu, but we're also not going to tell Americans. Like, the people going out of their way to go to your actual website, they, ca- they already know. <laughs> right. PokemonGoLive.com. We say this enough because it's the official Niantic website. They probably are versed enough to understand that there are, like, this is a One Piece thing. I do like how they're subtle about referencing it. It's yeah. One Piece. Uh, they know that a, the, the, the Mewtwo movie is probably going to come out for America later this year. There's this weird barrier of, like, yes, I while mean- I was at a raid the other day doing Mewtwo, no one had any clue that there was a Mewtwo movie that debuted in Japan. But those, I don't, I don't, I also don't expect any of those people to go out of their way to, like, you know, be up to date on Pokemon news because they were, they were just Pokemon Go players. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you, if the only Pokemon thing you consume is Pokemon Go, that's totally fine. But like, I don't get what the harm is of saying, like, this is One Piece unless they're worried about advertising. Or I don't understand the issue of being like, hey, right now there's a Pokemon movie in Japan. We don't have anything to say about other regions, but just this is why Armored Mewtwo exists. I mean, and they were the the fact that they litter this press release with like so many One Piece references without actually saying, hey, this is about One Piece. Like, there's One Piece, it's part of the grand line, add it to your crew. It's treasure, like, something about treasure, right? Yeah, you'll so, treasure this new edition. Since we see this over and over again, my suspicion might be that they have a style guide that basically says don't reference events that people in the uh, target language cannot participate in. Uh, the German so, press release literally just said this was a one-piece event. Well, and you know those Germans are wild. They'll go out and do whatever. <laughs> they, they're like, break the glass and ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> You're not wrong. So I'm I'm so, just like it might be a, just a or this author has a personal style of like don't reference events that people in my target audience can't participate in because it like increases frustration level by two percent and I'm tired of getting people t- tweeting at me why does Japan get all the good stuff? <laughs> but we are getting the good thing. We are getting the same thing. I, I can't give ten dollars to save the earthquake. Yeah, you or, can. Or, uh, where? I didn't even Hold know there on. was an earthquake. It was a 2016 earthquake. Yeah. Like, there's a ton of earthquake funds. Tsunami really. Like, what about the, the Washington, D.C. earthquake of 2011? Send me some cash. I still have to see the National Cathedral being repaired. No. That gives me trauma. 
move. move. I'm working on it. I'm working <laughs> I know. on it. I know. Because all this earthquake trauma, I've got to get out of D.C. Do they have earthquakes in Minneapolis? Nope. Oh, there. Good. Another reason to get out. Get out there. I'm not going to mention the tornado. Uh, we have tornadoes here in D.C. Oh, then you're fine. Yeah. I mean, it's also not like One Piece has not played here in full on our TV. It's got some sword and shield news. Uh, we didn't cover this last week, but uh, well, we kind of we kind of did. Uh, when you when you go into the what are they called? Gym 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 challenges gym trials. Yeah, gym the, trials. The gyms, just the gym um, things. The jimmies. Uh, you get to pick three numbers to put onto your shorts. We covered this. Yeah, we talked about this. But oh, the current gym leaders have three numbers, and the internet has discipled. D- d- discipled? Decided. Deciphered. 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 No, I don't think they deciphered. I think they just decided on this. No, 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 no. I, I have it here. I haven't decided what the three numbers mean. All right, I'm going to break it down for you. I'm going to start with All Milo. Right. And Milo, his, his number is 831. Eight in Japanese is uh, Yatsu. Three is San and one is Ichi. So it's Yasan-i. Uh, which means vegetables in Japanese. Yansani is vegetables, which makes sense because he's grass. Get it? Get it? Are you guys getting it? Give me more before nope. I claim okay. to get it All or right. not. All right. Nessa is water. So her f- number is 049. Uh, zero is O. Uh, four is Yan. And then nine is uh, Yuki. So it's Oyogu. Uh, and Oyogu is swimming. Get it? Do you get it? All right, all right. Hold on. Try, try me again. Give uh, me one more. All right, I got, I got B for you. You both like, like B a lot. Golden girls no, here. No, I liked Alistair. Okay. Oh, you're gonna love Alistairs. So B's is one nine three. One is Ichi. Uh, this is turning into me teaching you guys very poor Japanese. I know how to count in Japanese. Uh, nine is Yuku. Am I saying that wrong? Is it not Yuku? Come on, Japanese I, expert, Greg. I, I don't speak the numbers, no. Uh, I think that's what... There's a... Is nine got two? Maybe. Two, nine has two U's. K-Y-U-U. No. Oh, Q. Q. And Q, then Q, uh, Q, yeah, Q. Three Q. is San, so it's... oh, because that book by uh, <laughs> by what's his name? The book that I read half of it and didn't finish. One Q eight four because the nine is Q. There you go. Yeah. Oh, Q. Okay. Ex- excellent book. Highly recommended, folks. One nine three is Ikusa, which means combat. Get it. <laughs> She's fighting combat. All right, so up to this point, we've had uh, eight three one means vegetable, zero four nine equals swimming, and one nine three equals combat. Now we get to Alistair, and on his shorts is two nine one. Uh, two is knee. Uh, nine is Q, and one is Ichi. Which is uh, Nikui, I think is how you say that. And that equals hateful. What? 
No, not Alistair. <laughs> what? So, if if your numbers could spell out a word, what would your word be? Uh, see, well, in Japanese, yeah. Like, well, this you, is you, tough you, because you, I was just taught pick a word. I was taught that four was she and not yun. Ichi ni san shi. No, that's five. Ichi ni san shi. Four, no, four, four. Four. Yeah, san shi. Not yeah. yun. I mean, I know that yon exists, but I was always taught she. So I'm like, four isn't yon, but it is. I mean, it can be. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know why they're different. To be honest, I do not remember that part of that conversation. I remember being taught why there were two words. I don't remember why. Well, let's talk about ordinal numbers versus cardinal numbers. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> don't. Okay. Please, so don't, what, don't what get would me my, started. I mean, I would. I would probably pick Rose. Rose would be Ooh, my Ooh, I like that. Uh, he- All right. Here's... Somebody who speaks Japanese, get Greg Rose in three numbers. Okay. Here's the... Here... Oh. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, get out of it. We, we... Okay, hold on. Uh, We're going to have to cut this whole part. Oh, this is, no. This no, is no, the no. million dollar moneymaker thing. Somebody who is a good at coding and making websites... And Al, and Al, we're calling you. And knows Japanese needs to make a thing where somebody could enter three numbers and then it would turn into a word, or somebody enters a word that turns into three numbers, and then you litter it with ads, and then when Sword and Shield comes out, <laughs> and then you two hundred IQ steal all their information. I think it's called Google. Oh, okay, Google has already done it. But when you when you, the game comes out and you're thinking of what numbers to put on the jersey, you go to the website, you think of you're a word. You're going to do it like you need your passwords. One, two, three. Or zero, zero, zero. All right. Let me, let me read these to you so you can have your options. You All ready? Right. Yes. Uh, one, Ichi. Two, Ni. Three, San. Four, Shi. We're going with only Shi. Five, go. go. Six, Roku. Seven, Shichi or Nana. Yeah, Eight. Shichi or Nana. I like Shichi better than Nana. Uh, it's kind of confusing with Ichi, though. Eight, yeah. Hachi. Nine, Ku Q- or Q. Q- ten, Ju. Ju. You can't do ten. Zero. You can't do ten. <laughs> no. Zero. You can't uh, do zero. zero is Rei or Rei. Zero or Maru. I think it's Rei. Rei. Because, Rei, yeah. Because the I is an E sound. Uh, okay, so my numbers are going to be Zero, two, three. I've got it. Can you get? Can you get it? Can you get it quick? Uh, Clanging. No. <laughs> All right. What is the honorific in Japanese? Uh, Banging. No. Oh I'm trying to have a co- intelligent conversation <laughs> here. So, san or sama. So I could or... be. I could be rainy san for being a grumpy frowny boy i'm a rainy song you can make it really easy and just like assign your numbers to your favorite pokemon so like you could do 666 because your favorite pokemon is vivlion vivion all right can i also give you another option just quick quick so there's the the words that i just gave you were are called the sino japanese numbers there are also native japanese numbers let me Correct. go through those quickly that you can play with. One, Hitotsu. Two, Futatsu. Three, Mitsu. Four, Yotsu. Five, Itsutsu. Six, Mutsu. Seven, Nanatsu. Eight, Yatsu. Nine, Kokonotsu. 
10 total. Oh, I think that's why Jan and Nana were okay, short few versions of those. I have the I answer. Think that's Anyways. I have the answer. Well, yes, similar to what Greg says, somebody here says, I thought eight was Hachi. And then somebody said, you're right, it is Hachi. Yatsu also means eight, but it's exclusively in counting. For example, if I said I wanted eight pieces of bread, I would have used Yatsu. Yeah, they have... Uh, well, say, I told you it was ordinal versus cardinal. They do, yeah, they have <laughs> lots of differences. They so do, eight do, would do. be ha- like, Hachi, eight things would be Yatsu. Japan, Japanese is coming back. Eight people would be Hashinin. Eighth floor would be Hashakai. And then eight drinks would be hop pie. Wow, Japanese is real stressful. <laughs> it's not once you know how to say oh. the base words. Uh, let me, when you've got three or four hours to set aside, let me tell you about Portuguese verb conjugation. No, thank you. That will you. drive you <laughs> into madness. I, I will. I'm going to say no. This is going to be a pass for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big that's a big nah dog uh, nah thanks thanks but no thank we have some other so <laughs> I, I i think i think the the number thing on your jersey is fun so hopefully when sword and shield comes out you guys have fun with your with your numbers um remember the actual sign of the beast is 616 not 666 oh uh, well i'm i'm renaissance i learned so that from not- digimon uh, today, DNA and the Pokemon Company has revealed more gameplay content for Pokemon Masters and a new trailer featuring real-time strategy and a uh, battling game for Android and iOS this summer. Cooperative play. Sorry, I almost read competitive. Cooperative play. Join two players from around the world for three-player co-op against AI opponents. Work together to unleash Unity attacks. A special coordinated attack from all three sync pairs. Three-on-three real-time battling system. Witness the thrill of three-on-three real-time battles. Uh, The Pokemon Master League. Compete in the Pokemon Master League tournament, which takes on -on three-on-three battles that take place in the artificial island of Pasio. In this tournament, gym leaders, Elite Four members, champions, and all-stars from every region of Pokemon will have synced pair teams. Players will battle against all teams across Pasio to obtain badges to become the Pokemon Master League. Champion of the Pokemon Master League. And then Cigna suits, which are not pictured in the trailer, are special outfits that trainers will wear into battle. When trainers wear a Cigna suit, their partner Pokemon changes to match. For example, when Brock dons his Cigna suit, it will team up with Tyranitar instead of Onyx. Ooh. That doesn't seem appropriate. Uh, hey, you don't know uh, what Brock has. Wait, what is Tyranitar's typing? Maybe dark my brain rock. is having a little. Is dark it Dark Rock? Ro- I thought it was Dark Ground. There's my confusion. I mean, okay. the problem is a lot of these Rock-type gym leaders should just be Ground-type gym leaders, but for some reason, they're very adamant <laughs> on not having that. Is there a single Ground-type gym leader? I don't think so. Clay? Uh, Clay in Gen Five. Who's the guy who's Clay. next to? Yeah, Clay. is go. Clay the only one? Because Ro- not Roxy. Roxy? No, no, no. Roxy's poison. Who's the? Where is po- the rock? Roxanne. Rock dude Roxanne. Look, Roxanne? Roxy rock? and Roxanne. Settle down, Roxy. Roxanne. Sorry. Settle down. She she has a Geo dude and what is her other Pokemon? 
Nose passes. Oh, yeah, but nose pass is also ground rock, is it not? Or is it just rock? No. Just rock. It is just rock. She's a geodude and a nose pass. But I think clay is the only ground type. Is there a ground type Elite Four? Oh, Giovanni's ground. Oh, yeah, I guess. Really? Except he doesn't. No, Giovanni's ground, yeah. Because he has the Nido King and he has the um, Rhydon. The Rhydon. He also has, like, Persian. Not in the main game. Does he not in Pokemon Yellow fight you with Persian? He does in Yellow, but Yellow is based off of the anime. Remember? It was changed. But in the first one, no. He has all ground. And in Leaf Fire, Red and Leaf Green, he only has ground. It's only yellow when they were basing it off the anime that uh, he had. He has version. a Kangaskhan in Red and Blue. He has Onyx, Rhyhorn, and Kangaskhan. And then he upgrades from. Oh. He goes Nidorino, which gets a pass, I guess, because it's not fully evolved. Kangaskhan, Rhyhorn, and Nidoqueen the second time you battle in Sylphco. And then his final battle, he does do all ground. He does Rhyhorn, Dugtrio, Nidoqueen, Nidoking, and Rhydon. I guess his Kangaskhan died. Yeah, well, he realized, wait, you're not crown type. Get out. And then in yellow, it's Onyx, Rhyhorn, Persian. Keeps the Persian. Then final battle, it's Dugtrio, Nidoking, Nidoking, Rhydon, and then Persian. And in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, he has Mewtwo. That's like ground. In Harkold Soul Silver, he uses a Haunchcrow. His Kangaskhan comes back. <laughs> Giovanni, you cannot tie him down. Uh, That's for sure. He is going <laughs> to come up with surprises. Is uh, Nido King, Nido Queen, Haunchcrow, and Kangaskhan in the Pokemon World Tournament in Black and White Two? He has a Rhyperior, a Golem, a Nido Queen, Nido King, Sandslash, and Marowak. Sand slash. That's, that's pretty ground typey. It's very ground typey. And then in the expert, he has Rhyperior, Garchomp, Nidoking, Gliscor, Crocodile, and Hippowdon. It's just him and Clay. That's it. And in Pokemon Stadium, he pulls out a Tauros. And then in Pokemon Stadium round two, he pulls out a Moltres and a Gengar. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to play fair. We could all just admit that. Is there any ground type Elite Four members? I I don't know. Yes, Bertha. Ber- oh, good old Bertha. Yeah, because she just spams Earthquake over and over. She has no <laughs> other move besides Earthquake. Literally nothing but Earthquake. I mean, Earthquake is a powerful move. It's true. It's very- Was there a ground Kakuna? No. Was there a ground trial? No. Was there? No. How do you get the ground one then? I don't know. <laughs> ground ground zunium z groundinium ground zin groundinium z. You have to get it somewhere. You get it somewhere. I was gonna say the desert, but you get the psychic crystal in the desert. Well, you guys think about that. I'll do this last bit of news before we take our final break here. Uh, this is off the game Hoss. <laughs> what? The, the game Hoss. Oh, okay. H-A-U-S. Hoss. 
Well, this is a very lot, lots of different languages. This episode got a little and German, none of them said right, a little, 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 uh, a little Japanese. The title here is "How Mega Rayquaza Was Almost Banned from the 2019 World Champions." That's not clickbaity at all. Uh, the po- nope. the Pokemon video game championships have never produced an unplanned adjustment to the current season rule set. I don't know if that's true. But in the latest edition of the Play Pokemon Video Game Rules document released July 17th, it appeared that a big change was coming. I found out where you get the ground in EMZ. I did too. <laughs> uh, according to the screen, you guys gotta hold, hold that thought. Make, gotta make the viewer, listeners want it. Listeners, tantalized. The latest update, the Pokemon Rules added to ban the move Dragon Ascent. A move required for Rayquaza to Mega Evolve. This news came out of nowhere, and everyone in the community, uh, to everyone in the community, and the major update came with no formal announcement, which seemed very odd. Which is even more strange that it came just a month before the biggest event of the season, the 2019 World Championships. Fortunately, it was confirmed a few hours later that it was an error caused by an accidental accidental reuse of a previous document. Oh, cut See, and paste gets you in trouble. Cut and paste happens. Copy paste. This copy is paste. why you don't copy and paste or cut and paste. Cut and paste is the same thing that kills the original document. So things like this can't happen. This is a pro business tip. Uh, so the two strongest archetypes right now in the format are Mega Rayquaza with Kyogre or Mega Rayquaza with Xerneas. Remember, you can only have two boxed legends. So because Rayquaza was on a box, that box being Emerald, and because Xerneas and Kyogre are on boxes, you are not allowed to have Rayquaza, Kyogre, and Groudon, for example, or Rayquaza, Xerneas, and Kyogre, for example. Two box legends only. Um, These are the teams that have won. Both both Primal Groudon and Primal Kyogre uh, struggle still quite a bit against Mega Rayquaza. Primal Kyogre's matchup is slightly better because it can use Ice Beam. Uh, and there's some there's some more to this article about how the the format is going, but yeah, I I, I think it's 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 very obvious that Mega Rayquaza is quite powerful. <laughs> it's kind of why you uh, why some of the uproar with us. Uh, Sword and Shield was Game Freak saying that they they are focusing on balance and Mega Rayquaza is the complete opposite of balance. Um, but also Primal Groudon and Primal Kyogre are kind of unbalanced too, in the sense of they don't count as Megas, so you're allowed to have a Primal and you're allowed to have a Mega and you're allowed to use a Z move. I, I mean, this format is pretty much close. Close to anything goes, but there's uh, no denying that I think... Well, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see if every, like, top 16 all has Mega Rayquaza on their team. I would assume so? Because I don't think there's a good counter to it uh, besides another Mega Rayquaza. Uh, Pachirisu. Okay, all right, good, all right. (laughs) I don't think that gimmick's going to work twice. (laughs) Are we actually going to sit and watch the finals at Worlds, or are you going to want to be out and about? I like what I don't really care about the lead up to it, but I do like the finals. But I mean, like the the final is what no more than fifteen minutes. There's they're they're strictly on a timer. (laughs) Yeah, true. Yeah, I'd be interested. Um, 
Uh, I would. I don't know. I I don't know how the meta would have been. I I could definitely. They've done emergency rotations, which is why I don't think the article. Maybe probably I don't think the author of the article maybe knew that they have definitely done emergency rotations specifically in the TCG where they've made dramatic changes like this. If they were to come out and say like ah you know we decided that. No one's having fun with this format, so we're going to drop Mega Rayquaza. I think it's a little too late. I feel like the people attending Worlds know they're attending. I feel like the teams are built. I feel like you would you would ideally drop Mega Rayquaza to make people less bitter and more willing to participate in the format. But at this point, it's too late. But also... That ship yeah, has sailed. They never banned the genies, so obviously yeah. they don't care about what people want being uh, bitter about now, the format. Frauds. But also, they understood that no one liked Let Loose Marshadow, and they understood that no one liked Zoroark, and they understood that, for whatever reason, they need to get rid of Ultra Ball and Double Colorless for the first time in 21 years. What's Let Loose Marshadow? Uh, it's a... Sp- it's it's a it's a card. Oh, is this a card thing? It's a card yeah. game, yeah. I thought we were still talking about VGC. So, and I'm like, I don't have any clue what Let Loose. No, I just Marshadow those is. are just four very, like very dominant cards: Let Loose, Marshadow, Zorark GX, uh, Ultra Ball, and Double Colorless. Specifically, Ultra Ball and Double Colorless that have existed since day one of the trading card game are now all disappearing the day before Worlds. When I read this news initially, I was like, oh, that makes sense. They've done some wacky stuff this year. <laughs> but this was yep, just an basically. error. This was just an error. But I could have, I don't know. I mean, I could have s- foreseen them banning Rayquaza, but not not this late. They would have done it way earlier. Yeah, the TCG is is infinitely more mercurial than the VGC and changing and updating and everything like that. So VGC players can't handle it's the money grab. That kind of it a is. Shift. It is the money grab. It is. It's the money it is, grab. That's why I'll never play it. It's the money grab. I never. mean, don't you say never, sir. I'm never. coming to Minneapolis with my TCG wares. As as this is the this format is the complete opposite of balance. I mean, Sword and Shield is a new game on a new system, with with new Pokemon, and I'm assuming new abilities. We've already seen like two of them, and a new gimmick. So maybe maybe. Yeah. They were just like, we've already lost it all with Sun and Moon. <laughs> <laughs> like, cut our losses. We're moving just, on to a new universe. Just give them. Because remember, this is a new universe. This is what you do. This is this is this is the 4D chess. You make the most un. <laughs> 4D chess. You make you make the most unbalanced format ever, right? And then, and then, yeah, you, that was the black two, white two <laughs> format. And yeah. then, yeah, you, you hit them hard with the balanced <laughs> format that we know is coming in Sword and Shield. And then people look back and they go, really glad we don't have this, right? Because you can't say, <laughs> this, is, this is Game Freak playing some 40 chess. You can't say, what is 40? <laughs> what is the fourth? Dimension time. <laughs> you send your pawn into the, the time portal. That's the IQ play, Greg. <laughs> Is that you've talked? You've invented time travel, and you specifically tucked, for you've chess. Your queen through through a time wormhole, <laughs> and then when they think, "Aha, I have your queen," you're like, "Did you?" Because the queen was over there as of five seconds ago. Fourth dimension. So you Boom. can't have your audience appreciate <laughs> balance. 
without showing them the destruction that that that, that happens when you run a mega Rayquaza format. This is the ultimate oh. power play by Game Freak. You know what this is? Greg, you may understand this if you can come back from your hilarity. Turn it back. <laughs> it's it's the Watchmen. Oh, dang. It's exactly what it is. Who Just, watches the world who championship? Who the Watchmen? <sighs> no, Man, but it's I like create, create the crisis oh, so yeah, that everyone falls in line. Yeah. Well, you know, it is true. Oh, sorry know sorry for the spoiler on The Watchmen, folks. If you haven't read it yet, it's like <laughs> it's, 40 okay, years old at read this it point. <laughs> and, the mo- and you haven't watched the movie, you clearly don't care at this point. And that's a valid choice because it's garbage. But, <gasps> Greg. What? Don't prove me. Is prove it Marvel me wrong. or is it garbage. DC? It's, Nothing. It's own oh. thing. Um, did, are, are, is this, wait, are you Didn't saying DC the movie is garbage them? or the book is garbage or both? Both. Don't. don't oh, no. No, 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 no. Uh, this is not. We, uh, oh, we'll take it mm. up on our comic book cast mm. coming in. We, uh, this no, coming this we're fall. going to take it up when it comes to fisticuffs. And <laughs> I'm like so much younger than you. <laughs> like two years. How dare you slight the Watchmen? <sighs> Who watches the Watchmen? A lot of people. Who cares? Too many. All right. So this episode, 368. <laughs> 368. You put it, set it in stone. Yeah. And then when we come back in a year mm-hmm. to a very balanced VGC format, yep. we know that, you know, Game Freak was just listening, just hitting, hitting us with the 200 IQ plays this entire, uh, this entire last year. Well, I mean, they're just gathering it for market research. Well, the, this is their chance to prove that they, <laughs> they, 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 not either, it's, it's easy to gather the research, but can you? How did we go from the thing that I want to talk about, Pokemon, Pokemon Masters? The Watchmen. Uh, you got to execute on the research. Speaking of executing. It's a, it's a wild drive. <laughs> we're going to execute a, a break. We got one more news article. We got our then our question of the week and our Pokemon of the week. So we will be right back. Greg and Will, yes. hit us. Where, who Groundy Z? where do you find it? It is from a island kahuna. Oh, yeah. Well, you know which one? But she wasn't a kahuna. Yeah, yet. she wasn't yet. She was and the then... worst character in that game. <gasps> what is it with all of these controversial <laughs> opinions being thrown in my face? How can you say that about Hapu? Who, who is worse than Hapu? Who, I, who, is, uh, the mo- who is more boring and... Lana. What? Yeah. Or well, Lana yeah, is totally nah, Lana hits you. Lana hits you with joke. the lies. She tricks you into her <laughs> trial. I can respect a girl that is gonna just straight up <laughs> I can lie to a me. Girl that lies to you <laughs> and tricks me into a trial. <laughs> the police wow. department people who can't tell a human being from a ditto. Those those dudes. They're yeah, worse they're than Hapu. Bad. Yeah. Well, nah. Hapu has a whole journey. Yeah, Hapu I mean, has a big journey. Her journey is like getting harassed by Team Skull and then having her grandpa die and then he was a Kahuna <laughs> and then her becoming Kahuna. That's like the Heartless. journey. All right. He was not a Kahuna because that is a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold on. Did he evolve to a Beedrill or not? 
He did. I, I said Kahuna. I didn't say Kakuna. We all evolved to be girls in all heaven. Right. All right. I got. I only bring the latest news to this podcast. So, how old is this? This is from 2013. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. You're okay, pretty okay, late. okay. Okay. Before we move off of this, okay. Tell me that Sophocles is not more boring than Hapu. Ooh. All right. I know Steve hates on some Sophocles. Okay, I do. Okay, so Sophocles for me has been uh been been a very frustrating character through all of the Sun and Moon anime. But Mm -hmm. he does star. He is the main character in what I find to be one of the best episodes of the Sun and Moon anime, uh, which is like two episodes before the finale. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but you could probably Google search it. It's the one where his charger bug has to race in a charger bug race. Oh, I saw that one. And that episode is very good. Uh, there is some, there's a like smug team of three. Uh, I, I love a, I love a villain in the sun and moon anime that they're so smug and full of themselves that they not only despise Ash but they despise Team Rocket. There's something very <laughs> like compelling to where like Team Rocket is like, "Whoa, these guys are All right. I, but guys- I'm going to seal the deal on Sophocles being the worst. But Sophocles Fes- is good in that episode. Festival Plaza is Sophocles's idea. Yeah, I don't mind that too much. I don't actually hate Festival Plaza. What about Molaine? Molaine, I wish had more character development. Uh, no, because he's the most boring character in the whole game. Nah, he's good. He's good. He's good. Oh, mm-hmm. Uh, can we? Okay, hold on. We're gonna get off topic real quick. I'm playing through X and Y again, and I completely forgot. Okay, so there's a couple of things that X and Y does really amazing. I know, like, anytime a new game comes out, uh. There's, there's always. Well, I feel like every day in the Pokemon community, it's I hate these games. I love these games. Yeah. Well, the the thing that will always stick with Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon is uh, I hate the cutscenes and uh, there's too much dialogue. Although I will argue that go back and play Platinum because those characters don't stop talking to you for like the first like three hours of the game. Dawn is following you everywhere. Uh, Barry is hot and heavy, and he's following you everywhere. There's a lot of dialogue in those games, but Sun and Moon does have cutscenes, which people asked for for years. Of like, I want a better story. Give me the cutscenes. And if you add all the cutscenes up in Sun and Moon, there's only 14 minutes of cutscenes. But there is a lot of dialogue in that game. I yeah. do appreciate that X and Y. Boom! They get right to it. You're <laughs> you're 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 hitting the ground running. I think it's really cool. I completely forgot about this, but when you enter the first forest. Like all of the character, all of your rivals are like running around the forest with you, and there's something really charming about that. Yeah. Like very, it kind of makes issue you appreciate. X Y starts strong, and then gets real wonky after that first gym. Like mm, the I amount agree. of time of just like I think it gets wonky after up. the third gym. Well, it's like it's like. Gym one, then a whole lot of stuff, then gym two, and then a little weirdness, and then it's like three, four, five. Like, yeah, then yeah, the yeah, gyms yeah. hit real, it's like paced so weirdly and not comfortably. Like, I can't tell you the amount of times when I play X, I'm like, 
how am I not still not at the second gym? Like the first gym was <laughs> in my face. And yes. now I swear I've been here for 15 years uh, and I, I have not found the second gym. I don't mind the, 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 the length of the second gym because when you get to the second gym, that gym leader is like 25. You're like, heck yeah. Are they doing the thing? Cause like my, I don't, I don't know. I, on paper, it makes sense to be like, Hey, gym one should be like level 10. Gym two should be like level 20. Gym three should be like level 30. Like on paper, that seems to make sense. Yeah, but if we follow that, then it's like gym eight would be level eighty. Yeah, and then that the elite not... four should be ninety. Ugh, that's like the amount Agreed. of grinding you'd have to do for that. No, because no, they don't no give grinding, no there. grinding. You just fix the garbage experience curve in your video game. <laughs> wow, wow, I mean, hot how, takes. Okay, so so if if you're willing to fix the garbage experience curve, why not then make it five levels like? Gym one is ten. Gym two is fifteen. Gym three is twenty. Because that's what we already have. Yeah, but we don't because gym one is twelve and gym two is twenty-five. No, but I mean, like in other games, like the elite. So five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty. So ideally, if you're doing five a level, the fourth, the eighth gym is forty, which is like kind of right. Yeah, I mean, it should be higher. It should be not a perfect five because a bunch of stuff doesn't hatch until after i i, I don't mind oh, this is not what the reason i brought up x and y i don't mind the distance between gym one and gym two because they give you more than enough to do and the cool thing compared to like every other pokemon game is there's more than like two pokemon per route so it like really yeah, the, gives you a variety the of biodiversity things to catch. of x and y was excellent i i agree that the biodiversity they did a good job with x and y and they need to keep up that level of biodiversity. Like, there was a lot of interesting things to find. And I agree with that. It's just that the pacing is so not good that I have a hard time with those games. Yeah, I think it makes it better for a better post-game, actually, when you're wandering around trying to complete your Pokedex and everything, that then that's when the biodiversity and, like, the fact that you can knock berries off of trees and you can catch fish in weird locations and stuff like that, that's where that really kicks in and becomes fun. I also feel like after the like third gym, your rivals become less and less apparent. But like between gyms one to three, they're like everywhere, which I think is I don't know. I like that because it feels like you actually have friends. <laughs> like oh, yeah, these like people you, I know you have are all here. these friends when you're a child in school, and then you, as you get older and older, you gradually grow further and further from them. Yes. Anyways, a true reflection of life. The main reason I brought up X and Y. Is one, we're about to talk about it, but two, there's like a really weird part where you have to save a fur fruit in a castle. And yes. uh, Shauna like has that like love scene with you. That yes, you I referenced that like a, exactly last week. In I, front of I don't I don't know if that's a friendship moment. Uh, I feel I feel like firework fireworks not have a friendship moment at the fourth of July, glory to America. I didn't get a friendship moment, no. <laughs> Although I was with some of my best friends. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's just weird. So why does this relate to an article from 2013? Oh, sure, perfect. Silicon Era, uh, titled Game Freak Expands Their Studios to Develop Pokemon X and Y, October 10th, 2013. So X and Y was a pretty big jump from the uh, DS to the 3DS. From going to black and white 2 to X and Y, a lot of things are very, very different. 
the biggest thing is it's not a 2D game anymore. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to pull this article just to talk about that specific point in time. Uh, while Game Freak is known for developing the universally popular Pokemon series, they're not exactly the largest development studio. In an interview with 4Gamer, art director Ken Sugimori and director Tetsuya shared a little insight about the company and its recent growth thanks to X and Y. In an early interview featuring Game Freak developers, they discussed how the company's unique game development process dubbed Gear allows any member of the company to brainstorm an idea, which they put into motion once they can get three other staff members to agree and join in on the brainstorming. Thus far, Gear has been developed to use two titles, Harmonite and Solitary Horse, which is in America called Pocket Card Jockey, which I would argue is Game Freak's best game. It's very good. It's like $6.99 in the eShop. If you like Solitaire or just like card games in general, man, that game is incredible. It's so good. Both have been released on the eShop for Gamer asked about what it's uh, asks about what it was like to plan a new game prior to the introduction of the Gear program. Quote, if anything, it was something close to the form of a top-down design, says uh, Tetsuya. Whenever a development for Pokemon has calmed down, it was something like, let's get somebody young to do it. And quote, as we warmed to the idea of whoever was planning it and the advancement from there. Additionally, the advancements projects... The advancement of projects were always centered around the planners, we re but we recently got rid of such limitations, so it has changed to something that gives us more free freedom. Then asked whether Game Freak has a Pokemon development line concurrently running at the same time as other games using the gear development process. Quote, it feels like it has finally become that way, Sugimori says. Previously, due to the work we put into Pokemon, it was virtually impossible to have other lines of development. Simply saying, quote, that's difficult, won't get you anywhere, and gear has been put into action, so we can say, let's do our best, even though it doesn't seem possible. Instead, our company isn't actually th that large in the first place, so having multiple lines of development was already tough for us. Considering the magnitude of popularity of the Pokemon franchise, one would think that Game Freak has a massive team. Uh, according to uh, Tetsuya, that isn't the case. Now, remember, this is 2013. Uh, quote, right now we have over 80 employees, but as a result of expanding for development of Pokemon X and Y, uh, we previously had 50 to 60 people. And before that, we had much less. Also, to us, Pokemon has a very important piece of work, so we put a considerable amount of energy into it. So making something other than Pokemon has always been a tough situation. While many of our younger staff members have pride while working in Pokemon, I believe another part of them feels like it's not a game that we created. Uh, the feeling of creating something from scratch and watching it grow is an exceptional feeling after all, says Sugimori. Tetsuya concludes saying, quote, So I think it's best for our company's young staff members to take an opportunity to gain experience uh, working independently and arguing while advancing through projects that might be an experience that won't end well at first. However, thinking ahead 5-10 years, I believe that experience will become necessary. 5-10 to ten years later, we have Pokemon Sword and Shield, and we have another gear project in development, which is called Town. So I just wanted to bring this up because there's a bunch of people 
vocally saying that half of the development team is working on town and half the development team is working on Pokemon, or we're hearing that Game Freak doesn't care about Pokemon. Now, while this article is old, uh, it just kind of does show some more insight into the Gear Project and how how even in recent interviews, which we may or may not talk about in the future, but if you care about the development history of Game Freak, you can go seek that stuff out. The Gear Project has always been one person pitches a concept, and if other people think it's strong enough, then they put a team to work on it. And we actually don't know how many people specifically are working on town. Uh, but we do know in a recent interview that we did cover on the show that they do move people between teams. So somebody might be working on something for town, they'll get moved to Pokemon, work for something on Pokemon, get moved back to town. So it's not like you're put on town, you're not allowed to work on anything else. We do know that from a recent interview that we talked about like three weeks ago. Yeah, I like how this the gear thing is kind of a reflection of the Japanese concept of total quality management, where it's basically everyone is responsible for the quality of the final product. So when they have contributions to make to improve the quality, like everybody's voice is heard, um, which is more of a traditional Japanese way of developing products than an American way. Although we're trying to adopt that here in this country. Another thing that's just interesting to point out at the end of X and Y, they had 80 people. 2013 in six years they've pretty much almost doubled their team which is very impressive and i would argue hard to do as somebody who worked at a company with 30 people and then we jumped to 60 people (laughs) i felt like a lot less work got done and i will say because i didn't think our managers were particularly good at teaching those 30 new people what to do and then we went back down to 30 people (laughs) and then we went out of business i like to see the white paper on that or the blue book. What are those things called, Greg? The books? Just the books. No, it's like when you're when you're in business school, basically you study like this is what happened to this business, and then you like have a discussion oh. in class of like all the takeaways and they're like blue book studies or something yeah. like that. Yeah, oh, god. Blue book is also the car thing. Is it both? Is it I don't remember. I don't remember. Case book? No. Oh case study. Case, case study. study. There you go. Case study. Not a book. Give me, give me the case study on unnamed Steve's former employer. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people say, oh, they're making XYZ a top priority. And it, it, they use things like how a company works as proof of a false narrative or a narrative that they're trying to build. I don't think that is a correct narrative. I don't think people are willing to get the fact that you, I work in training development. That's what I do. And if you looked at my job, you'd think all I do is develop training all day, and that is not what I do. Like, I do a lot of skill development, I work on other projects, I do project management, because everything around helps make me a better, helps make the one big project that I'm working on better. And a lot of companies run that way, so just the fact that they're making something else, you learn a lot by making something else that you can bring back to your main product. And that's why a lot of companies really strongly have people work on other teams or go outside of what they're doing as long as it doesn't affect the deadline of the most important thing. And I think this is just a reinforcement of that's a company that's really willing to invest in their employees, wants their employees to branch out to get more creative so that they can bring that creativity back to their biggest seller and their biggest name, which is Pokemon. So, like, I soundly reject the narrative that 
they are clearly moving off of Pokemon and somebody else should pick up the reins. I think they definitely are having them work on other things to keep people fresh so that they can bring fresh eyes, fresh perspective, fresh things that they learned to a beloved series. That's where I am on that. That narrative started was uh, there was a U.S. Gamer article uh, right before E3 came out um, that was titled, quote, we are trying to create something equally exciting or more exciting than Pokemon, which is which is goes in goes and talks about the gear project and talks about team one and team two and how one team is working on town and then one team was working on sword and shield but as like as a company right you have this would apply to any company you have something that sells incredibly good uh for for bungie slash 343 it was halo for um you know Rockstar, it is Grand Theft Auto for Game Freak, it is Pokemon. So if you are going to branch out, I don't think any company would say like, we want to make a game, but we 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 don't want it to be good as our other games, right? <laughs> if you're going to branch out and make a game like Harmonite or Pocket Card Jockey or Giga Wrecker, you would probably have the mindset of we want this game to be as good as a Pokemon game or we want this game to be even better than a Pokemon game. And you're not saying you want it to be even better than a Pokemon game because you don't like Pokemon. Right. You just want to make sure the games that you put out, you could, I could say the same thing about podcasting. Like I've right. been doing a Pokemon podcast for nine years. The reason I started The Carve is because not because I was sick of doing Pokemon podcasts because I wanted to branch out and I thought that I could make a Monster Hunter podcast that was as high quality as a Pokemon podcast. It wasn't because I like wanted to walk away from Pokemon one day. It's just and it's cool because the carve has taught me a couple other things and the carve has put me outside of my comfort zone when it comes to podcasting because that show is just a different format. Uh, uh, even a uh, better example than the carve I think was the Tuesday night podcast, like working yep. completely with two different people. And I love Alan and Sean to death, but Alan, uh, I'm, I'm a huge conf- control freak with projects. Correct. And yep. Alan is also a huge control freak of projects. <laughs> yep. And and Will and Greg uh, are not huge control freaks, so it's very easy to have them on, and they come to the show, I provide the news, they provide amazing insight, because they're way smarter than me, um, but Alan and I, with Tuesday Night, butted heads over and over on a lot of things for that show. I didn't walk away, I didn't walk away from the show because Alan and I butted heads. I was very open with my thoughts and Alan was very open with his thoughts. I walked away from the show because life outside yeah. of li- like life. Yeah. But again, I didn't make Tuesday night podcasts. I didn't make a board game podcast because I wanted to get away from Pokemon. I just thought I could make a high quality board gaming podcast. And well, that and you- show did teach me a lot. And I think yeah. doing that show has made this show better. Well, you learn a lot from interacting with a different audience. Being able to interact with a different set of expectations, a different set of people who want different things, you you can begin to see patterns, you can begin to see things that work on general levels that don't work. There are lessons to be learned from branching out that are absolutely invaluable that you cannot learn 
if you just focus on doing the one thing and the one thing only. And I think that's a very important thing also to help like combat burnout. Like I have all these other interests and this one thing is holding me down is sometimes where people get trapped. And it's like, well, you can take a break or you can do that other thing too. And with different people to help carry the load and everybody gets refreshed. Like there are so many upsides to branching out to making other things, to exploring other creative maneuvers, not only as individuals, but also for companies, for things that you're making, you know, collaborating with different artists. Like, there's so many benefits from learning from that. And I think it's frustrating when people try to use that as an example of or in support of a narrative that they've given up on this thing that they love. Cause I, I just don't believe that that is a true statement in any way. I would assume that like the 80 people who applied for applied for and got game freak jobs from 2013 to now, I would assume they applied because they love Pokemon. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, probably. Yeah, probably. Yes. I mean, I'm sure they have like, I like, I like the way they make games, right? Like yeah, I like the games yeah. that they make. I like the way they make games. And some of them might but have specifically also in Japan, to say, you're not avoiding the Pokemon right. thing that lives in their culture. You know, and some of them could have been hired to be like, hey, I want I bring a different set of things and we can make different games for you. It's not to say that those people were hired directly to play Pokemon, but they were attracted to that company because of the high quality games they make. So they may have come in saying, I want to make town, but I want to make it for you because I like your work ethic and your work quality, right? I mean, and that's something to be said for Game Freak. Question of the week. Question is the question of the week. Robert says, what was the question of the week? Did you choose not to answer last week and why? I can't see that one. It's out of my view. I think we skipped question of the week because last week because we were already pushing a two-hour show, and I do like to keep this show 90 minutes. This is a good question of the week, though. This is from Stuart. Uh, what changes do you think could come or would be welcomed in the breeding mechanics of Sword and Shield? We've seen changes to how hidden ability and ball type can be passed on. What would be the next quality of life change? So I got a quick answer on this because uh, <laughs> I've been... I continue to breed cutie flies now against my own will, but because yeah, numerous people have told me that keep their lives up. will crumble if I do not give them a cutie fly update every day. Correct. But my dear friend, Nick Cozano, who is breeding uh, shiny Ninkadas for me to save me from that stress and is heartbreak. Is it Ninkada or is it Ninkada? I don't care. It's it's. <laughs> I don't care to. Well, it's cicadas, it. so I think yeah, it's cicada. I would agree with that. I'll, I'll get the deets here. Oh, um. Boy. Anyways, he mentioned to me. Oh, there you go, Ninkata. The computer has trumped Will Anderson's humanity once again. Peter's over <laughs> here playing forty chess on us. It is not Pat going through time. <laughs> anyways, Nick mentioned to me. I had to release a box full of Ninkadas. Okay. And he's like, wouldn't it be great if they could have a release an entire box function for breeding? 
so that when you're breeding and you've got all these rejects, you don't have to release them one by one by one by one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And in, I was like, you know what? You are yes, 100% you are correct. correct. I mean, let's <laughs> go. Are, I've got 30 let's... boxes of garbage cutie flies that are going to need to go in the trash. Let's go does let you release 30 Pokemon at once. I, 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 cutie fly is in let's go because that's news to me <laughs> no uh let's go also has like one universal box which i like love and hate at the same time wait there's also no breeding in let's go there's also no breeding i'm just saying that the the last pokemon game has let you release 30 pokemon at once which is a nice feature so that that's your one quality of life is just mass releasing i mean that's all i can think of from the start uh i think if they could make it faster or something i <laughs> Uh, number one is, uh, shiny sparkles. We get shiny sparkles in Pokemon Go when something hatches. We do not get them currently, and that's a little frustrating. Number two is I would actually throw all of breeding out the window and start with something new, completely new, uh, with breeding. I don't want breeding to go away, but, uh, I feel like... I, I don't say, like, I feel like if you haven't done breeding yet, you're never going to get into breeding, because I didn't think I would ever get into breeding, but I did get into breeding in, in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, which um, is not really any different from, like, Gen 6 or Gen 5 or Gen 4 uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff. But, you know, for a company that strives itself on throwing out gimmicks and introducing new gimmicks, I feel like the breeding gimmick is definitely played out in a sense where... I understand the convenience and the ease of, like, throw a ditto in there, specifically a Japanese or a Korean or a German ditto in there, and then put your American cutie fly in there and Masuda method away. Um, I feel like it needs to be... I, I don't know how you do it differently uh, without, like... I, I look at Gen 2 breeding, and I do like the ideal of, like, oh, if you put a shiny in... And you breed it with a shiny, you're more likely to get a shiny. I think that's fun. I think that would encourage people to trade their shinies of like, hey, Will, you finally bred a shiny cutie fly. Can I borrow your shiny cutie fly for my game so I can get myself a shiny cutie fly and I'll give it back? And the answer is no. It's <laughs> your own. I, I think that makes, I, I think that, you know, yeah. that makes collecting shinies more fun. I think it's something to do. I think it makes breeding interesting. I would honestly, as much as people are going to groan about this, I actually think that you you don't put Ditto in Sword and Shield. And I think that you do go back to the fact that we have all these egg groups. And I, I, I personally, in Crystal, loved the ideal and the puzzle of being like, okay, so Gyarados is in this egg group, but also in this egg group, so I can actually put like Gyarados with Ekans and then I can take the thing that comes from Ekans and I could put it with a Rattata. Um, I think egg groups are really interesting and I think they haven't mattered (laughs) in like eight years because of Ditto. I understand the ease of Ditto and hey, once I get a Korean Ditto, it ain't leaving forever. This but, is your new home. Yeah, this is your new home. Now. Maybe maybe you keep Ditto, and maybe Ditto has like the same, you know, whatever one in five twelve with with shiny charm and Masuda method. But maybe hey, if you put a shiny Fennekin in and a regular Fennekin, um, they have better odds because they're both Fennekin. Or maybe I don't. Know, I I think that would just be interesting and different, and maybe encourage people to do something. Um, 
uh, or try it or or do it because uh, again, like I know, I know people like oh, bring back chain fishing or bring back uh, hoarding counters. Like, yeah, they're cool. They exist. I I mean, if I want to do them, I can always go back to those games. If you want old breeding, I guess you can. Like, you're, they're not taking yeah. old breeding away from you, but I would really like to see if they shake it up. Uh, and for the record, Ruby and Sapphire did have no ditto. So you played those games for over a year before yeah, I think Emerald I, came out with that, yeah. which then added Ditto. So they they've done Wait, it technically before, it. but breeding was very different back then. Like yes, it, like having a Ditto didn't make things easier as it does now. I mean, I have but my number one. I do have my number one thing I want. I would like much like there's a move relearner and a move deleter. Somebody at the breeding center where you can take, I'm going to put these two Pokemon together and it shows the moves that they can learn. Ooh. So like it shows like the TMs that might pass through. It shows the egg moves that it might pass through. Mm, And so you can look and say, okay, if I put this in this, I will get this set of moves. Is this what I want or not? Like, I think that makes something that's taken out of the game that people have to do on websites. And as it into the game in an interesting way, it sort of gives you like also like a person you can like hold the two up and say like, oh, these two don't like e- each other very much. They won't produce they like right away. We'll just say they don't like each other very much or say they don't like each other at all. So you don't have to pay to put them in and then take them out yeah. and find that out. Like a-, a check system in front that says, you know, what your rarity is for eggs, but also here are the moves that can be passed down. Just that sort of checking system to 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 keep that interactive in the game would be my number one thing. You know, I I like that, and also let's let's throw this in. So with Let's Go, we've learned if you catch the same thing X number of times, your chances of getting one to spawn as a shiny like increases exponentially, thirty one right. times, something like that, whatever. Can, can we okay? Mi- Chain we're breeding. Gonna, we're gonna mix and match. Chain breeding. So I don't have to breed five nine hundred cutie flies like <laughs> i get to 31 cutie flies and all of a sudden my percentages gets like that much better yes, but also that was another one of my ones. have a person up in the front who will say hey your chance of getting a shiny pokemon is this and a shiny pokemon with perfect stats is this and something like that that'll like really let you give you an idea of how much effort you're going to have to put forward and maybe also recommend well, if you do this, this, and this, your chances of getting a shiny will improve. I really like well, the idea of Well, it doesn't have to necessarily chain. be shiny, but like maybe Look, I just want to put shiny or... hunters out of business. <laughs> this is, this is my new goal, is to destroy or... the career of shiny hunters. Are you really I'm a shiny, shiny if you're... hunter X. Are you really a hunter if you're spinning in a circle? Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. You put in the time for the crime. Yeah, I like I like the like I would like that the more you hatch the like just like SOSing, just like chambering, and it can be a high number. Like even if it's like after you've hunched hatched a hundred eggs or produced a hundred eggs, the shiny the shiny chance halves or whatever. Like just having it so that it's not such a grind. Um and also the same with like IVs that after X amount of eggs, you're more likely to get 
you know, there's four that we passed down, you're more likely to have the fifth one be perfect as well. Increases like those things have a chain ability so that it just cuts down the time. Just you know, like you're already cutting down the time a lot. Just like make it a little bit less, especially if you're going to really want people to use competitive Pokemon that are in your game and only in your game. Like make that passing down of moves and that that barrier of entry, which is breeding, less. Just help cut that down more. Those are my top picks. I forgot this news, uh, but this was sent in from James from our Attic channel. Uh, there's a Squirtle Funko Pop coming. It's not good. So, uh, 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 wall, wall it up. It's dead, dead eyes. Put sunglasses yeah, on that place. Yeah, I saw it. I'm, yeah, it needs sunglasses. Agreed. Uh, Will, give us our Pokemon of the Week. Okay, so um, if anybody has issues with ASMR... <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, jump ahead three minutes, because I have to do this one. As what, we a, had, what was the clues for last week? Oh, good gracious. Was Did I even do a Pokemon last week? You did. <laughs> now you're asking too much of me. Um, I, can't, I don't remember. Hidden Ability Hydration. Uh, wait, it has you, low stats. The, the, oh, that's right. I did do one. Where's your recent documents? Here we go. All right, here we go. Uh, it's a unique type combination. Uh, has lowest attack and defense, lowest defense for the other type. Pokemon before it. This is what everybody who guessed it guessed it from. Pokemon before in the Pokedex that can only exist if its attack and defense are equal when it evolves. Um, and its uh, subsequent ev evolution um, does not have any further evolutions, um, and it is the only non-water-type Pokemon to have hydration as a hidden ability. That's also a good one for figuring out what this one is. So who is it? It's... Tyrug. <laughs> well, No. It's Smoochum! Smoochum, yes. <sighs> Do we have any trivia for Smoochum besides having the lowest uh, defense? Well, yeah. Uh, they, they don't have it's this in the, the trivia, trip. but let me add it here real quick. Uh, Smoochum is significantly better than Jinx in every way. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh no Pokemon has the same type combination as Smoochum and Jinx. In Pokemon Gold and Silver, Smoochum was programmed to learn Lovely Kiss through breeding. But there are no male Pokemon in the human-like egg group that can legitimately <laughs> learn it and pass it down as an egg move. In Generation 6, Jinx would have had the ability to pass down the move due to the changes in breeding mechanics, also allowing that's, mothers to pass down egg moves. Four. That's the 4D move right there. <laughs> it was there all along if you could travel through time. Game Freak playing 4D chess. 4D chess with Smoochum. Smoochum has the lowest base attack and defense of all ice Pokemon. Uh, Smoochum is tied with Abra for having the lowest defense of all psychic Pokemon. Smoochum is derived from Smooch. <laughs> Just Smooch is a kind of kiss. Game Freak, please give, give Jinx an evolution. Just Please! Just get it out of there. 
I like after hearing about the Mr. Mime comments with like Detective Pikachu of like, ah, you don't want to do Mr. Mime. Mm-mm. Too weird. I a hundred percent feel like they probably think that of Jinx. Like, what was this yeah. monster we created? Sugimori. <sighs> how did you do this to us? Italian Muchum in Italian Muchum. Uh yeah. in Spanish is Maybe this Spuchum. is it. Maybe maybe they were like, all right. Finally, Galler is the chance. No, no more Jinx. No more Mr. No more Mime. We'll get rid of that Conkeldor. <laughs> what did we do there? What do you mean? What's wrong with Conkeldor? Uh, Conkeldor? Uh, I don't know. He's Smoosh just weird. Shuffle Sprite, FYI. Excellent. Shiny, not so good. Uh, so that's it. That's the Galler Pokedex. Is everything except for Mr. Mime, Mr. Mime. and Jinx. Jinx. <laughs> Smooch him aloud, but... Him, but a Mime Junior, okay. Yeah, Mime Junior. Right. Yeah, Mime Junior can stay. Yeah, Mime Actually, let's, solid. let's let's just put it because we we can't be that specific. We don't know enough at this point. The Galar Pokedex is all the Pokemon except for the freaky ones. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. No Perfect. freaks allowed. No freaks allowed. Uh, wow. All right. Well, Pokemon of the week. All right. Now jump ahead three minutes if you don't like ASMR because I'm going to be speaking this one very quietly. Okay. Oh no. All right. I have to be here for this. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. It's okay. According to Wikipedia, ASMR is defined as autonomous sensory meridian response is an experience characterized by a static-like or tingling sensation on the skin that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. It has been compared with auditory tactile synesthesia and may overlap with frisian. ASMR signifies the subjective experience of low-grade euphoria, characterized by a combination of positive feelings and a distinct static-like tingling sensation on the skin. It is most commonly triggered by specific auditory or visual stimuli, and less commonly by intentional attention control. This week's Pokemon has been printed in only 10 English TCG sets, with the last printing being in Celestial Storm, which came out on August 3rd, 2018. In that set, this Pokemon is represented both with traditional drawn artwork and as Amigurumi in a diorama. In contrast with what one would expect from this Pokemon, its two attacks in this TCG set are Ball and Whale. Ball, one colorless. You can use this attack only if you go second and only on your first turn. Your opponent can't play any trainer cards from their hand during their next turn. Whale, three colorless, 40 damage. Your opponent switches their active Pokemon with one of their benched Pokemon. In the original black and white games, this Pokemon can only be found post-game and only in White Forest. White Forest could be populated by using the Entralink to visit a friend's black city and inviting one of the residents from there to come to your White Forest. You would need Rosa to come and visit your White Forest to be able to obtain this week's Pokemon. All right. I hate this! You're safe. (laughs) You're not wrong. Look, I got a grab bag of techniques that I've got to use to keep the people interested. So some, you're not going to like all of them, but we got this one out of the way. I'm sweating. If I didn't scrape a toothbrush on my microphone, that's next week. If you uh, made it through that, I'm giving away a $100 Switch uh, $100 eShop gift card. You can find the details on Twitter or even easier 
in the podcast description in your app that you're listening to this on. (laughs) Uh, If you would like a subreddit that isn't constantly complaining about the national decks. uh, Not constantly. R slash super effective. Uh, We are almost at 800 people, so thank you everyone who has joined. Uh, That will also be in the podcast uh, notes below. Uh, If you suffered through that ASMR and you were like, never again, I do (laughs) put timestamps for every article that we have (laughs) so you can easily skip without missing anything. Um, And I think that's it. That's our show. Uh, next e- next week's episode will probably be the episode where we celebrate nine years of becoming a podcast. There will be some shirts up, uh, probably by that time. If you want a shirt, uh, if you need something to watch at night, I stream daily on Twitch, twitch.tv slash pkmncast. Um, and you boys will be at Gen Con, not yeah. next week, the week after. The week after. That's true. Uh, we're both doing panels separately. Uh, neither one is about Pokemon. Correct. So that's because you guys don't care about Pokemon anymore, and your full development team is w- look working. Somebody uh, came up to me and said, "Quit now, fraud." I said, and I did. "You're okay. right." Okay, you're right. I'm out. <laughs> you're uh, right. No, I believe it's because a certain controlling individual doesn't come to Gen Con anymore. Oh, and even we when he did, he never let us on the panel. Correct. So. Correct. We were relegated to the audience. Uh, I'm, I'm going to see if I can come down on that Saturday. Tickets. Well, come down on that Saturday. Well, I got to do community day then, which is like weird. But, but with 20,000 other people doing it, how is that weird? Yeah, because I'm like spending $80 for a day, but three hours of that day, I'm going to be outside the convention. Wait, you have to do community day? Well, it depends on what Pokemon we don't even it, know is. What it is. It's gonna, it has to be Ralts. <laughs> patterns. <laughs> the patterns. People have been Copy saying Ralts for that. at least eight months now. It has to be this month. It's gonna be a raid day. It's gonna be Speed Deoxys Shiny. There you go. Perfect. Um, and maybe I'll come down on Friday. Uh, come down I on Friday. Running tournaments on Friday and Saturday. My panel is Saturday night. When is your panel? Right. Friday night. Yeah, so I mean, come whenever you want. I just I, I am See, I could, for five hours on Friday and Saturday. I could come down Friday, do Gen Con Friday, spend the night, do community day, and then after community day just drive back. Yes. Correct. Y- you could do that. We have a privacy curtain. The heck is that? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to find out. Uh, if you want to follow uh Greg on Twitter, it's at White Wing. If you want to follow Will on Twitter, it is at Wash in the Sink. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it is at Dragging a Lake, at Pokemon Podcast for the podcast Twitter. Uh, otherwise, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super copy and paste. It's just that easy.
Like every podcast on the internet, we are funded by Patreon. This is a shout out to all the supporters at the producer tier on Patreon. A huge thank you to Alex, Anthony, Catherine, Matthew, Jeffrey, Kevin, and Cygnus. If you would like to join our community and support the podcast, you can head over to isc.cash for more information.